Thank you for listening to this episode of the Bird Game Podcast. Alex Turner here. Don't forget, you can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify Podcasts. All you got to do is go in the search bar, type in Bird Game. Here we cover everything Eagles, and we truly bleed green. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get on to the episode. Oh, it's the Bird Gang Podcast. Oh, yeah. Welcome back to the Bird Gang Podcast Event C. I'm your host, Les Jennings. Got my two gorillas with me, man. My two dogs, my brothers from another. SB, Stephen Boyd. What up, brother? What's happening? You know the vibes. Well, I got to take that back. We don't know the vibes because this is uncharted territory right now. We don't know what's going on. Absolutely. Absolutely. And last but y'all know, not least, man, my little brother, man. Alex A. Money Turner, my man, what's up? Last big homie, what it do? Hey, man, same old stuff, man. It's just, hey, we, we got a bombshell dropped on us today. Y'all know we got to address it for Eagles Nation, man. So, bro, I'm, 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 I'm over here. I'm, I'm like, I'm mentally, physically, emotionally drained. Absolutely. I'm exhausted, man. This season, this year, I'm, I'm yeah, over it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So here it is, um, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen, Eagles Nation, Eagles fans. We got a we got a crazy show for y'all today, man. But I'm sure all you guys across Bird Nation, y'all already know what we need to discuss. Okay. Before we get there, man, I just want to give everyone the new listeners welcome to the show. Uh, we give you all Philadelphia Eagles news, current, up to date. We give you our opinions on what's going on and what we think will happen in the future. And we just love our birds, man. So welcome to the show. Okay. Uh, everyone who's joined us, man, we got a nice show for you guys today. Um, we're going to talk about a few things. Uh, topics include Jalen Hurts, everyone, has been named your starter by Doug Peterson. So we're going to talk about that. That means for Carson Wentz. Uh, we're going to also talk about what Jalen Hurts' performance against Green Bay, what that, what, what did that make you feel? How did he look to you? And then the last topic we're going to jump on, uh, try to tackle is, can Jalen Hurts ultimately save Howie Roseman and Doug Peterson's job? So we're going to get into it today, y'all. And I, I'm not even going to hold y'all. It's time to jump into the pool, man, the deep end right now. SB, Jalen Hurts name to start of the day. Breaking news, Doug Peterson. What are your thoughts? It was probably 
the only choice, especially for this week, is probably the only the only thing we could do. Without getting too much into topic number two, we see what's going on with Carson. He's a he's broken right now. So what we gotta do is like I said, we have no choice. We gotta go with Jalen right now. He can do a couple of things good for himself right now. He can help his own development by by playing well. And also what he can do is he can help the team whether um they decide to keep him or not. What he can do is he can build up his own value around the league. If he plays well, personally, he can put himself into the conversation for starting for the Eagles in 2021. Or if they decide to move him, it can help his trade value and the Eagles can get back better compensation for him. And it gives him a better reputation throughout the league as possibly a starting quarterback. So he can make himself a lot of money and a lot of cachet, a lot of um, good goodwill towards his way. And it can possibly help the team. It can hurt the team if he's not ready and we throwing him out there into the fire and we don't have the adequate support for him as we see. So it's basically like throwing him out there before he's ready and we could possibly ruin and break him as well. So it could be a couple of, it can go a couple of different ways. We just, it's one of those things we have to wait and see. And it's just, do you have confidence in the organization and coaching staff to put him in the best possible positions? And right now, judging from what we have seen, I can't say I'm too confident in that. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a bag of mixed emotions, man. And, um, we do, but we got to talk about it, man. I, yeah. I definitely understand where you're coming from. Alex, uh, I want you to go ahead and jump in there and give me your thoughts on this. I know you um, had talked about possibly doing this prior a few weeks um, that we need to see what we have with Jalen Hurts um, and that Carson may have a couple of other issues. But, hey, you called this. The floor is yours. Yeah, man. Uh, it's tough, man. You know, it's it's tough to see somebody that you know we we grew accustomed to, and we we've seen at his high, we've seen at his low when he tore his ACL, and you know we've seen all the in between. I've seen him basically mature. You know, he, he was a he was a college fresh out of college. Now he's you know he got a he's a grown man with a kid and you know a wife, and hey, you hate to see him go out like this because you you remember the good days, but. Um, Nevertheless, Jalen Hurts is a starting QB against the Saints, which is which is odd because he's going to go up against Taysom Hill, which is somebody they compared him to. So <laughs> I think that's a, a caveat in itself, you know. But honestly, you know, I saw it coming just because of the way the season was unfolding. We know the coaching, there's, there's issues there, you know. So at this point, you know, you see what you got with uh, – with Jalen, you see what he has to offer. I feel like right now it's the Jalen Hurts show, you know, and he, he, he sat back and he waited his turn. And, you know, it's I want nothing but for, for the, uh, the best for both of them. You know, honestly, this city, this team doesn't deserve Carson Wentz. They broke this man and they're doing the best thing right now and they're letting him sit. And I hope that Carson learns from this experience and I hope the Eagles – 
because of this experience, it works out to where, you know, Carson can get moved on from, you know, but we'll, we'll go into that later. But uh, honestly, I think, you know, it's the right move. You know, I think Jalen is as prepared as he's going to be, you know, and I feel like it was a necessary move. You know, a lot of people, you've heard this saying before, it's a necessary evil, you know, of two evils, as they say. You don't want to see Wentz bench, but also you want to see what you got in Jalen Hurts. And as I said before on the previous pod, if we're not winning the division, which at this point, we not winning. Sorry, Eagles fans, we're not winning the division. Okay. Yeah, you might as well. You might as well let the let the horse out the stable and see what you got. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you, man. Um, both of you guys, great points as always. Um, hey man, I'm definitely cool with Hertz being named the starter, and it's not an indictment on Wentz. Um I think I think at this point in time. We need to see what we have in Jalen Hurts. Like Alex said, we're not winning division. And if we somehow, some way, win this division, okay, which we're not, but if sake of argument, we do, we're going to get demolished in the first round, okay? Um, but neither here nor there. Let's see what the guys got, okay? We have four games now to figuring out what we have in Jalen Hurts because we're going to have a low, we're going to have a top five pick whether everyone that philosophy or not we are going to have a top five pick so we need to make a decision if Jalen Hurts is going to be the guy going forward are we going to go back to Carson or do we need to spend that top five pick and grab a quarterback there will be a quarterback there when it's our time to pick so we need to figure all that out so that's why I understand the process um of why Doug decided to uh, go with Jalen. So that said, um, the only thing I will say why I am excited about Jalen Hurts, and this is selfish, I know it is, he is going to try to get Jalen Rager the ball. And this is going to bring forth everything I've said. This is going to quiet all that we should have taken Justin Jefferson stuff because he's going to look – I've already seen he has a knack of looking for two players already, okay? He looks for Jalen Rager, and he's going to look for Greg Ward, okay? But he's going to give Jalen Rager an opportunity to be successful, something that Carson Wentz was not doing. So, again, that's the only real reason I'm really excited about seeing that because, hey, man, I I like Jalen Rager. The boys will tell you I've been on him since February, we're about to see now. We're about to see now what we got. So um, that's just my take on that. Um, but, hey, speaking of Carson, okay, we need to know what this means for Carson, okay? Um, let's talk about if you think this is it for him. Do you think it's just to sit him down for now and maybe revisit this and go into, into next year in a um, – Battle for the position. Let's talk about it, man. Uh, Alex, go ahead and lead this topic, man. What do you think this means ultimately for Carson Wentz? You know, Les, we we spoke about this in nausea at this point, you know, and 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 basically the damage has been has been done. I I I think I, you know, when I look at Carson Wentz, I see a guy who doesn't. He almost looks like he doesn't belong, you know, and 
if you look just back last year, he, he put the team on his back with lawn chairs and took us to a playoff berth. You know what I'm saying? And you don't see that. You know, even the year he got – even the year he got hurt, you know, and he, he, he went out – you know, the way he went out when he tore his ACL and the year he went out after that where he was playing – he was still putting up good numbers, but, you know, he, he had a bad Saints game and then he turned around and we found out he broke – you know, he broke something in his back and he was out – he still doesn't look as defeated as he did those two years. You know what I'm saying? And that says a lot in itself. You know, a, a guy that finally is healthy, that was the biggest thing about Carson. He got over that hurdle, and now you present this man with another hurdle. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. we talked about it. You know, n- and let alone being an uh, uh, NFL football player during COVID, you know, uh, uh, like I said, a first-time father, any normal person would – were uh, succumbed to like all these stresses and these triggers and these, you know, um, obstacles, you know what I mean? He's not a superhuman, you know, he is a person, you know? So um, it's, it's just, it's, it's tough to see, man. And, and I, I look at it like one of those things, what's going to happen is there's going to be someone out there that, you know, happens to be a, a head coach of the NFL that that used to be a used to be an offensive coordinator of the Philadelphia Eagles and Ooh. you know he's going to see somebody that you know I, I, I that car that y'all are trying to get rid of that used car you're trying to get rid of I had that thing I had that thing racing I had that thing winning races you know I had it souped up doing this thing Great you know? point. That's essentially what's Great going on point. here is he's going to say oh y'all don't want him no more what you want? First round pick, second round pick. That's that's for for whoever takes him that knows what he's doing. And y'all know what I'm talking about. That the price won't even be an object. He'll go right to the gym, bro. You see what I did with this man a couple years ago? I got you. Give him what he wants. First round pick, fine. You know, you want to give him a linebacker? Throw a linebacker in there. You know, whatever they want. And then you know who? At the end of the day, Carson will be in the right place a year from now, and. After all this said and done and, you know, the choice is made that it's time to move on from Carson, you know who hurts the most and you know who, who gets the short end of all this? The fans, okay? The, the real fans, the fans that are through it thick and thin. We get the short end, man. So, I, I honestly, I think it's – I think it's – this might be his last game as an Eagle. And, and I hate to say that, but it might be. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, SB, go ahead and jump in there, buddy. Yep. There's a – Oh yeah, this topic right here, this is this and the um, one about Howie, whether um, Jalen Hurts can save Doug and Howie's job. These two are the loaded topics of today's show. Yeah, there's a lot to say about this one as far as what it means for Carson, because there's so many different directions that this could go. And right now, we are just in the very beginning. We don't know what's going to happen yet, because when you take into account the money and the cap situation, the dead money and all of that, it's practically impossible to get rid of him anytime soon. And if you do, it's just to your own detriment as a team because you're still going to be financially on the hook for him. So at that point, it's like, if you're going to, if it's going to be that much of a hindrance to you, you might as well keep him and try to make the best of the situation. So what does that mean? Does that mean, you go to Doug and say, okay, look, 
we are going to get a quarterbacks coach in an OC and you're going to take away play calling and that's the way it's going to be or you're out the door. Or does that mean, okay, Doug Peterson, this is not working with you and Carson. You're out the door. We're going to bring somebody else in. We don't know how that's going to go yet. As far as um, supporting cast, because that means a lot. What are we going to do there? Are we going to hold on to Howie? Because truth be told, outside of negotiating contracts and country numbers, he really has not done his job well. So are we going to keep him? Are we going to allow him to continue to stay on board and say maybe, okay, you're no longer in charge of the draft or whatever, whatever the situation be, because we have to do something different. There's no way we can stand completely pet as an organization right now. There is so many unanswered questions. Like we don't know what it's going to mean for, for Carson right now. What I would, what I hope, what I, I can say, what I hope that this happens, what happens is that the benching, whatever, for whatever reason, just, lights a fire under him and gives him like more a more determined disposition so that he comes back next season because unless something happens basically he's not going to see the field again this season so he comes back in 2021 even more determined ready to go and somehow just finds a way to block out all of that negativity that has seeped in and it's only he's only human there's no way possible he could have blocked all of that out. Like people saying he well, he's not mentally tough if he's gonna let that affect him. I mean, no quarterback I don't think I don't know of any quarterback that could have succeeded under these circumstances. None. Whether that be None. the football aspect or just like like I said, the ment the mental none of nobody could succeed under that. No protection, no separation by your wide receivers, no good play calling, no support from your coaching staff and GM. It's, and then your old line. Oh yeah, no, yeah, no protection from the O line and bunch of negativity from your so called fans. It's it's a lot to deal with. And he he just might need this mental break to just sit back and and hopefully find a way that he can get past it. Maybe a sports psychiatrist if he's not already seeing one, maybe that can help. But it's And you know, to to your point, yeah. SB, you're right. Like it's like we're not gonna really know it depends on who goes first. If Howie goes, you kind of know the direction they're going in. If Doug and if Doug goes first, and they're like, "Yeah, but we're keeping Wentz," you kind of know the yeah. direction they're mm-hmm. going in. But it's like until you know exactly, like, because the first move could be, "Oh, we trade Wentz," or "Oh, we we like what we see so much of Jalen Hurts." We've already named Jalen Hurts the starter for you know whenever they get to that, but you know during training camp. You know, then you kind of know the direction they're going to. But knowing just just knowing the benching, you know, it kind of you're still you still don't know if this is it for Wentz. I think it is, but I, I see your point. Yeah. Your point. yeah, yeah, and absolutely. And um, like I said, if that come, if it comes to a quarterback competition next season, and he doesn't win it, it's it is obviously a mental thing because when it comes to talent and of being a just as a the physical aspects of being a quarterback, we know he is head and shoulders above. Jalen Hurts, but that it comes down to a lot more than that. And right now, like I said, he's he's bro- he's a broken quarterback. I don't know if he's a broken man because I don't know him like that. But as a quarterback, he's broken and he has to be repaired. I mean, 
Excellent points, man, Alex and SB. Um, I mean, a few things, man. Um, Carson Wentz has played his last game as a Philadelphia Eagle, man. Um, he will be traded in the offseason. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles have a three-day window from March 10th um, until March 13th where they have to trade him. Now, if they trade him this year, they're actually going to save – just less than a million dollars. They're going to save about $815,000 by trading him um, before March 13th. Now, it will be the biggest cap hit because right now he's on the books for $34 million. If they trade him, he'll be on the books for $33 million. Okay? Um, and then that's that. Now, if they keep him and it gets to March 14th and then they trade him after that, then it's going to be an additional $15 million because March 14th is $15 million roster bonus for 2022 kicks in. So um, there is a way out of it, but it's still, I mean, it's going to be, it's, it's, I mean, this is just a mess. Okay. Now I say all that to say that Wentz is gone because what we have to keep in the back of our minds is let's say, Jalen bombs. He does not play well these next four games, right? Let's say the Eagles decide not to go for another quarterback, and they say, you know what, Carson, we messed up. You're you're our guy going forward, right? 2021 comes. What happens when Carson Wentz fumbles? What happens when Carson Wentz throws an interception? And I'm talking about the first fumble, and I'm talking about the first interception. And if everything goes well, you're talking about fans possibly being – we have to keep in mind, this is going on with fans not in the stadium. Think about this. Think about that. Okay? What do you – Think about how worse it could be. It's going to be – 20,000 times worse if the fans are able to be back. And so when he fumbles one time or throws the first interception, they ain't going to let him. They won't, they, he won't even be able to get to the sidelines quick enough before they let him have it. Right. It don't even matter the circumstance. It it just, as long as it's a turnover. That's what I'm saying. So at that point, the Philadelphia Eagles, and I love the Philadelphia Eagles. I bleed green, 1988, Randall Cunningham, okay? The organization caused this chaos, period. Mm-hmm. Period. They are the reason for this mess. But let me just say this before we take a break um, and pay some bills around here. The Philadelphia Eagles, the reason why I became a Philadelphia Eagles fan is because of Randall Cunningham, period. Okay? Randall Cunningham was one of the best players and actually in 1990 was voted the best player in the NFL, the Burt Bell Award. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. There's two awards that get handed out, the MVP, and then you get the Burt Bell Award. Okay, The MVP is for the most valuable player. The Burt Bell Award is voted on for the best player, regardless of position, every single year. Okay. 1990, Randall Cunningham won the Burt Bell Award, okay? 1994, he had a rough patch, just like what Carson is having right now. He had a rough patch. Ray Rhodes fired him. I mean, not fired him. He benched him, 
Okay. He traded him. He ends up in Minnesota. Three years later, the best player in the NFL, Burt Bell Award winner, is who? Randall Cunningham of the Minnesota Vikings. You know what the Eagles finished that season? I'll tell you. Don't, don't, no, no, no. I'll tell you. The Eagles finished <laughs> three and 13, and Ray Rose was fired. Now, you can look at that two ways. Okay. You can look at that as a learning lesson. Or you can say, well, in 99, we were, because of that, we were able to get Andy Reid and Donovan McNabb. That's how we got the second overall pick in the 1999 draft. Okay. But I want you to look at the situation. We benched Randall Cunningham because he was having a rough stretch, and then we got rid of him, and he went to Minnesota and balled out. And we were 3 and 13. Philadelphia. You're going to make the same mistake, but it's too late now. So that's that, man. I'm not even going to elaborate more on it. Said what I needed to say. Um, facts proof, fact proof. Y'all can follow behind me on Google all day long. It'll tell you everything you need to know, man. Okay. But until then, we're going to take a quick break for our sponsors, pay a couple of bills. Everyone get up, take a quick stretch, grab something to drink. Come on back and join us. we got two more topics. See you in a sec. Yeah, 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 yeah. We back. We back. We back in the building. Me and my two hombres, my two dogs with me, Alex, SB. And to the folks that's just now joining us, welcome. Um, we're just talking about the big stunner that happened today. Jalen Hurts named the starter for the remainder of the season. Not much of a surprise, but still, it's a surprise. So um, welcome to the second half of our show. At this point, we're going to go ahead and touch on the Green Bay game, okay? We know how Carson played horrible, but Jalen came in. Let's talk about his performance in limited action and what we felt at that point in time. SB, go ahead and lead this topic off. All right, all right. So when we talk about Jalen's performance, one thing that, that you're going to hear a lot about is that, or I should say that you have heard from a lot of people is that he came in and provided a spark. Yeah, he did provide a spark in those I say the first two drives. The first drive he had was is when he completed the long pass to Rieger, and it was going pretty good until a holding penalty derailed that drive, and they ended up having to punt the ball. And I believe it was the second drive is when things were going pretty much about the same. They had got the ball to about midfield, but they ended up in fourth and 18, and that's when he threw the touchdown pass, came on a fourth and long. The rest of the way, after that, it looks like Green Bay tightened up their defense. I think when he came in the game and saw that he was going to stay in the game, they kind of started playing kind of an off-defense kind of prevent. Just basically, let's just stand back and see what he's going to do. Let's not commit too much. And then once they saw that he had a little bit of juice in his legs, he was able to evade the rush and find open people downfield, it was like, okay, let's tighten this thing up. And he finished the game, finishes the game, Five out of twelve, with um, I'm not sure if he, with one touchdown and one interception. You can say what you want about the interception, but that interception wasn't no, it wasn't his fault because he was hit as he threw it. But it was just a circumstance of because of the way our offensive line is when they're bringing they when they decide to pin their ears back and bring bring pressure, they cannot protect the quarterback. And I don't care who's standing back there, that's what's going to happen. 
So what do I give his performance? I don't give his performance such a low grade because he came off the bench cold into the action, and it was his first real NFL action. So I wouldn't necessarily give it the numbers that I would agree that I would normally give a performance of those numbers. But it lets me know that I don't, I'm not sure who we could have at quarterback that could be successful with the supporting cast that, that we have around him. So his perform, I hope for his sake and for the team, I hope to see better against new Orleans, but I don't think it was that great. Gotcha. Gotcha. And I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that, man. Um, it's it's a couple of things you can take away from that, good and bad. But mm-hmm. um, I'll definitely touch on that in a second. Uh, a Turner, jump in there, boss. Yeah, um, you know, good point, SB. I, you know, spark is a great word to use. You know, um, I mean, you kind of almost have a you're going to have a spark no matter what, just because of uh, you know they they didn't game plan around it. They you know uh, Carson has looked bad. So I think anything in comparison, you know, is going to look better. So you're going to see that. I think the biggest, the biggest thing I saw from, um, from Jalen Hurts is, you know, his running, you know, his, his getting out the pocket, his scrambling, his, as uh, uh, SB just said, his able to avoid some of their pressure. You know, when you compare that to Carson, and I know it's not all Carson. Some of that is the line. It, most of it is the line. But, you know, Carson struggled a little bit, and this led to his benching and his decision-making. You know, it was a little more erratic in the beginning of the year, and then it kind of tapered off. And now he's not chucking the ball necessarily, but he's also not – he's not quick to find a receiver and get rid of the ball. Like, like for example, how Aaron Rodgers – Aaron Rodgers got rid of the ball like in 2.8 seconds or something, something crazy like that. Oof. You know, just – just get rid of the boss as soon as it snapped. So our pressure was getting there too. Like I, I give the D line credit, you know, um, but that's that's something that Carson struggles with, and he still is struggling with, and he didn't used to. So you kind of see some of those things. So I think that about Jalen was nice to see that he either made the read quickly or when the, pl- the pocket collapsed, he can use his legs and. He just honestly, I'm not saying Carson's not a good athlete because I think Carson's still a great athlete, but he just looked quicker than Carson. Right. You know, yeah. he looked mm-hmm. like he was more of a man on a mission. Like he's, I'm gonna pick up this first, and it looked like he picked up the first. He picked up, excuse me, he picked up the first down, almost like it was effortlessly. You know, he just went and and picked it up. You know, like it was second nature, which is good to see because that's a that's his style of play. So you know, you want to see that. Um, so. That was definitely something that, um, you know, a positive I took from it. The other thing was, and uh, Les alluded to this earlier, um, was the Jalen to Jalen connection. You know what I mean? Um, that can't be un, unnoticed. Like, you know, if him hitting Jalen in, in that aspect is just uh, Jalen Rager, by the way, that's that's the Jalen to Jalen, not Jalen Mills. Okay, <laughs> Jalen to Jalen. You know, uh, I know we got a lot of Jalen, you know what I mean? But um, that connection you saw there is what, as Les said, us fans been craving and why I've been roasting Rager, which is not all his fault, you know. But um, it's good to see him push the ball and, and, and find a target because 
we brought him in for those specific type of plays, you know. Um, to me, um, I, I liked what he provided um, as far as using his legs, stepping up in the pocket and keeping his eyes down the field. Um, I like that. You know what I mean? Um, but again, my, my biggest thing, and again, I'm, I'm a little biased here, but his first pass of the game, a dart, 34 yards to Jalen Rager, man. And if he wasn't pressured on that, that could have been a long touchdown. If you go back and look at the pass, Miles Sanders actually blocked the wrong player. If he would have did his block the way he was supposed to, okay. And yes, Miles Sanders, I'm calling you out. You missed the block. You 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 went the you you blocked the wrong person, okay. But if he would have picked up the person he was supposed to pick up, Jalen Hurts would have had uh, another second and a half. That would have been a bomb. That would have been a touchdown because at that point, Jalen Rager was separating from number 20. Okay. So I think that's what, uh, what it, Kevin King, I believe it was for Green yeah, Bay. King, uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh huh. So um, that's just my thing. I like what I saw from the young buck, man. And like I said, I'm, I'm looking at it as this is who we're going to be riding with going into the future. That's just my opinion based on everything that's happened. Once you take a look at it, I just, hey man, I just want to see what the young boy got for four games, man, and that's going to be that. Um, all right, so we're going to take talk about the last topic today. All right, and this is a, this kind of um, requires some future thinking on our part, some forward thinking on our part. But let's just take a stab at it and see what happens, man. Um, the question I have, Alex. Do you think Jalen Hurts can ultimately save Howie Roseman and Doug Peterson's job? Yeah, yeah, Les, that's a that's a great point, man. And and or excuse me, a great point. It's a great question. Um, can he save both of their jobs? You know, um, you know, I, I like to be I like to believe that you know the Jalen Hurts pick. You know, you remember when they made the selection. There was other needs, and then um, you, you remember that the infamous quote from um, Howie Roseman was, "Well, this is a QB factor, so we're, we're, you know, that's that's the reason why we picked him." The Eagles have not looked like a QB mm-hmm. factor at all this year. Okay, and you know we might be surprised. Maybe maybe Jalen Hurts is a big part of that QB factor. I doubt it, but maybe you never know. Um, so I think at this point, and and. And as much as Howie Roseman really pisses me off and he's done a lot of things that, you know, you look back on and you're like, he probably shouldn't have done that. Um, he can save one of their jobs, mm. but he can't save both of their mm. jobs. Okay. I'm, I'm a firm believer on that. I think if he plays very well, like extremely well, that they think consider him to be a starter, he might save Howie Roseman's job. Okay. Because Howie probably pulls the trigger on that, knowing him. He made that decision even though Jeremy Chin was available, even though, you know, um, there was a plethora of guys. There's some linebackers available. There were some, some corners. There were some other guys we could have got. But, you know, he made the decision. So he could save uh, Roseman's job, you know, but he cannot save. At that point, he wouldn't be able to save Doug's job because then it's going to be, all right, Doug, your coaching has been suspect. It's been, it's been proven that you can't coach. Okay. So yeah, so like I was saying, maybe he can 
he might say, all right, so we get Eric Bieniemy, who can actually coach with a, a guy that's, you know, able to move out the pocket and is elusive, you know, and we get a coach in that can fit, tailor fit to a Jalen Hurts style play, okay? And I'm cool with that. You know, he saves Harry Roseman jobs, okay? Harry Roseman can get exposed later on, whatever, you know? Now, if he plays bad, then I think Doug gets an opportunity like, hey, man, both your quarterbacks just, they weren't working this year. You, you, you weren't getting help nowhere. But you know what, Doug? Because you, you got us our first Super Bowl, we're going to go out and get you another QB. <laughs> We're the QB factory. So we're going to go, we're going to draft another QB for you, okay? And, Doug, we're going to give you one more shot. But this time, you're going to have a Justin Fields. I don't know. Who knows who they get? You're going to have another <laughs> another QB to mess up, Doug. So I don't know if he can keep both of them. I don't think so. But depending on this last four games, because Doug could coach him up enough that he looks good and everything, and they might give him another shot. Who knows? Well, he can't keep both of them. He can't. His play, and no matter how well he plays, he can't he can't save them both. Somebody's getting sacrificed. Somebody's getting SB, jump in there. Uh, Alex, I'm totally with you on the part about Howie, about him playing well. That saves Howie, his job. I'm with you there because it's like he'd be justified in making that unconventional pick, and it, it kind of like basically says, I knew what I was doing, blah, 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 yakety, yakety, whatever. But I'm, I'm, I'm on the opposite side of a defense on you as as far as it goes with Doug Peterson, because I look at it like this, and maybe I'm being too rational and <laughs> rational about it, but it's like this. If Jalen Hurts comes out and plays well and Doug puts him in positions, it's like either A, what took you so long to make the decision, if provided, uh-huh. provided he has the power to do that, or B, why couldn't you do that for our $100 million number two draft yep. pick, former superstar-looking quarterback. So that looks yep. bad on him either way. Now, if, if Jalen doesn't look good, then of course it look good on looks bad for Doug. So I don't in – a, in a rational world, I don't see any way that Doug Peterson's job could be saved unless they, they come to that scenario that we talked about is about bringing in uh, – OC and a quarterback coach and giving them one more chance, all of that. But as far as what Jalen Hurts can do, whether he does good or bad, I think that makes Doug Peterson look bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, both great, great points by both of you guys, man. I'm kind of in between um, where you guys both are. I, I, I just want to say this: Can Jalen can actually save both of their jobs, and I'm going to tell you why. The, the The reports came out that the scouts preferred J- Justin Jefferson over Jalen Rager, so he selected Jalen Rager. Reports came out that he that that the scouts and Jim Swartz wanted Chin Jeremy Chin to safety um, down in Carolina. Howie went with Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, as far as Howie's concerned, I'm going to get to both of them. As far as Howie's concerned, Jalen Hurts and Jalen Rager, they have to have a connection these last four games. I'm not going to go out and say he has to have, Jalen Rager has to have four 100-yard games. That would help. 
but he needs to be productive and become the game changer that he was drafted to be. And that's who I believe he is. See, that's the thing about when people ask me why I was taking Rager over Justin Jefferson, Justin Jefferson is a great wide receiver. That's not my point. My thing is this in the NFL, what's winning right now are teams with game changers. Okay. What is a game changer? You ask a game changer is a player that can change the outcome, the direction of a game with one play. That is a game changer. That's why I was so excited about Rager and Deshaun Jackson. Now, if you go back to last year, okay, we all know what D-Jack can do. But if you go back to last year, we were losing in week one to the Washington Redskins, 17 to nothing. Y'all remember that? Yeah. That game changed on what? A 55-yard bomb to Deshaun Jackson. And the game changed from that one play. Now, fast forward to the Green Bay game. Okay, so we come in. Jalen Hurts throws a touchdown to Greg Ward. The defense goes, gets a three and out on Aaron Rodgers. What happens after that? Jalen Jalen Rager returns a touchdown. Oh, he, he just touched the ball. Jalen Rager. He picked it up. And a la 2010 Deshaun Jackson, he dropped it, picked it up, and housed it. Now, when he housed it, the energy from everyone picked up. Okay? He that's one the, the touchdown award wasn't even what changed the game. The 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 play that made Eagles fans like myself, the Eagles players that made them feel that they could win that game and it wasn't over was Jalen Rager's punt return. Mm-hmm. See, Justin Jefferson can make plays. Okay, I'm not going to call him a playmaker just yet, but he he's on his way to being a playmaker, by the way. But he makes plays. He can make plays. There's a difference between someone who can make plays and move the chain versus a playmaker. Julio Jones is a playmaker. Okay. DK Metcalf, you can say, is a playmaker. Justin Jefferson, he moves the change. He'll get you a 10-yard catch. He'll give you a 7-yard catch. He'll get you, you know, a 15, 20-yard. But he ain't getting you no bombs like that. He ain't, that, that. That's what I'm saying. So what was needed in this offense? We have a bunch of playmakers. We have Zach Ertz. We have Dallas Goddard. Okay, we have, to a lesser extent, Greg Ward. Okay, Jalen Rager's skill set for this offense is what the Philadelphia Eagles needed. So. That's that for Howie Roseman. He can save their job if those two perform very well. He can save Doug's job because if – no, no. In order to save Doug's job, this offense is going to have to early, is going to have to average 30 points plus for the next four games. Because at that point in time, Jeffrey Lurie, everyone can go to Jeffrey Lurie and say, hey, listen, I put in – Jalen Hurts. I tried everything to make it work with Carson. It wasn't working, but I put in Jalen Hurts, and the offense flowed better. The, uh, the the receivers caught better. Everything. He can say all of that. He can make a reason why he deserves another chance. Now, like SB said, depending on Jeffrey Lurie, I think I think Jeffrey Lurie is a is a glass half full guy instead of a glass half empty guy. So he's going to look at that and say, you know what? I think that's positive. Um, I think if you have a pre a preseason, a full training camp 
with Jalen Hurts as your starter, I believe you can do some stuff. I think we can grow from that. Those are only two things that can happen to save Howie's and Doug's job. If those two things don't happen, both will be gone. That's my opinion on it. So that's that, man. Um, you know, th- thank you guys for for everyone. Thank you guys for tuning in to us, man. We appreciate you guys um, in the Bird Gang community. Um, without you guys, we would not be able to do this, man. But we do do it for you guys, man. We enjoy talking about Philadelphia Eagles. We enjoy interacting with you guys. All the new listeners, welcome. We are the source for all your current Philadelphia Eagles news. Um, stay tuned to us every week. We drop two or three new episodes every week. We go. We have a pregame show. We have a postgame show. And then we have a show like today where there's breaking news. We are the ones to cover it. Come listen to us to get all your Philadelphia Eagles news. Alex, if you can really quickly, let all the new listeners know where they can find us and subscribe to us and on what media platforms. Yeah, Les, appreciate that. Hey, look, you can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. They have podcasts too. And if you're a big fan of radio music and you listen to your favorite radio stations, we're even on iHeartRadio. And all these platforms, all you got to do is type in uh, Bird Gang, you know, like, subscribe, share, and tell a fellow Eagles fan that might be a little optimistic about the season, spread the, spread the podcast on, man. We might be able to change your view. All right. Thank you very much for that, Alex. All right. SB, you still good, buddy? Yeah, man. Absolutely, man. Any parting words for me? Uh, I, I do got a little bit to say right now. Uh, especially with the events that transpired this weekend, but even before that, we know that our fan base is very fractured and it's, certain things are very polarizing. We see things as to, sometimes as total opposites. But one thing you're going to get from us, we are going to be straight to the point. We're not going to be overly emotional. We're not going to be taking one side over the other so to speak we're gonna give it to you how it is and take take the emotion out of it and give you the um pure facts when um when you have all of these things going on you see you have a lot of people taking sides like either your pro wits or your pro hurts and all of that right now we're, we're not taking any sides like that we're talking about the best thing for the franchise and Jalen Hurts is in a tough situation right now. Even if you support Carson Wentz with everything you got, Jalen Hurts is in a tough situation right now, and he's been put into a, this situation where it's kind of it's kind of an impossible task. So he's going to need our support too. He is a good kid, a very good, potentially very good quarterback, very very good kid all around. You don't don't hear anything bad about him. He doesn't deserve any hate or vitriol from people that support Carson Wentz either and on this show we're going to we're going to keep it like that so my advice is to the fans is just let's be let's be good let's be good about this support both support the team it's not a political thing where it's one side versus the other it's all about what's best for the Eagles thank you for that SB so thank you guys once again Um, Until then, Bird Gang, we out. Peace.
you never know about a player really, truly, until you get him in your building and you can work with guys. This kid's unbelievable. The way he prepares, the way he practices, and for this city, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's been, it's been fun. As long as we don't screw him up, right? <laughs>